Welcome to Coffee with Phil, where we have unfiltered, unscripted, and sometimes challenging or provocative conversations on what it means to be Zion people and our relationship with God and with each other. My name is Eugene, and I have the great honor of sitting with our senior pastor, senior pastor of Zion, Phil Strong, and leading this series of conversations. Well, there is a there is a, a biblical precedent for this, and that Jesus, when he had been given out, he he just went off to be on his own. He he, he just well, went off to, you, to yeah. recharge. His he battery. went off to be with his father. Well. There you go. Yes. And, and I know that's yep. what you meant, but the point there is, let's make it quite explicit, mm. he withdrew yes. to rest yes. in connection. Mm. The point is, who was he connected with? Yep. Now, what I'm not doing is giving permission for someone to isolate themselves and say, well, I'm spending time with God. Well, God's planted you with family on purpose. Mm. And uh, so we've got to do both and. Mm. Mm. And there's a great, great uh, principle in resting with God with others. Because that's how he's designed it. When two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. Right, right. So we, we talk about one of our core values being uh, as a family together around God's presence. That, that that's, a, that's a huge statement. You've got several very strong uh, anchors sitting in that statement. Family, gathering, uh, God's presence. There's some really strong elements to that statement. Once you break that down for us, I know we've talked a little bit about it in the past, but in light of what we've been talking about, about connecting and restoration and going through this season where sometimes it can be cold and isolating or promoting isolation, um, talk about family who gather around God's presence. Yeah, uh, so many things and different avenues we could take on this. I think we break it down, you say, we are a family. Um, I first want to acknowledge that for some people, family does not have a safe connotation to it. Yeah. You know, your history, your upbringing, or your experience of late. You may have been hurt. You may have been judged. You may have been punished. You may have been excommunicated. Uh, and so family might not feel safe for you. And I just want mm. to acknowledge that. So... Um, you know, different for me. I grew up yeah. in, a, in a family home that was safe and loving. We were honoured as individuals. We were encouraged to stay connected. And we were disciplined when we were requiring discipline. All of that I honour my parents for. Um, mm. But what's God's picture of family? Let's forget the earthly role models who can help or cannot help. Let's look at God as a family. Yeah. God models family through the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three persons and yet one's God. Like that's a mind bender. You, you will study theology for a hundred years and not get to the bottom of that. But you have a revelation of it that, wow, I can relate to God as my Father. Wow, I can relate to the Holy Spirit as my comforter. Wow, I can relate to Jesus as my friend. And, and in that... And my Saviour. And yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and in that, they then model this other-centred love that is the perfect family unit, mm. that they always seeking to promote and honour the other person, even though they are one God. Hard to comprehend, but it's the best picture I've got mm. for family. So when I say we are family, you know, we gather together, meaning we connect, means we are intentional about uh, having touch points through relationships. So that might be Sundays, it might be Wednesdays, it might be Fridays, doesn't mm. matter, but we, we connect. Uh, and we're, we're focused on God's presence. 
I think uh, the best example for me is the Israelites walking through the desert. They followed the tent of meeting. There was a cloud of pillar of fire by night and a cloud by the day. Yep. And that was that was central to their community. And the Jews later model this with the tabernacle uh, and the temple. And um, yeah, I'm not saying that we need to always gather in the building, but let us make honouring God's presence and who he is central to why we gather, mm. even if it's to watch a movie. Yeah. Mm. So there's a there's a, uh, a theme that has come through probably from a couple of generations in, in our church culture, for lack of better words, that uh, has to do around performing and a performance culture of I've got to attend to contend, so to speak. Um, and if I'm not performing and if I'm not looking like I'm performing, um, then, then um, I'm not really um, you know, living for God or anointed or pursuing something with a lot of passion. Um, yet a family that gathers around God's presence, sometimes that gathering around is not about performance. It's not about putting on the show. It's about soaking and, and yeah, enjoying. Abs- and I absolutely agree, Eugene. Um, I think the issue that's generational and um, imposed by the way we were brought up mm. is that uh, man's expectation was imposed upon us in order to control or manipulate our behaviour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, look, it's not just—it's not just located in the church. You know, you can say, "Yeah, the church, you know, assesses and judges and measures people by their attendance on Sunday." Well, uh, yeah, some degree that's a true statement. Uh, yeah. But school does the same. Mm-hmm. In fact, families do the same. You know, mummy, can I have some ice cream? Well, if you know, if you do the dishes, yeah. then you can have some ice cream. Yeah. Well, that's performance-based love. Yes. So what I say, and look, this is a revelation that I'm got toes in the water and I wish I could dive fully into and I you know I'll make that my life purpose but the revelation is such that God's presence is not something that we do it's something we pursue mm-hmm. so like I should be a good husband and love my wife and cherish her well if I think that I do that because I might earn something out of it then my motive is wrong and my heart is impure if I love because that is what binds us together and it's the natural response to reciprocal love, then then I will choose to love, cherish and serve. Mm. God's the same. You know, we don't come to church hoping to find God and have an encounter at a seat or a place in the room. You know, like we come because God is worthy of all worship in every aspect and if I can share that with others then that's an expression of my love which is only possible because of his love Mm. you know Mm. John says we love because he first loved us Um, so gathering in God's presence is is not so much performance based but it's a response to love Yeah, you know, and that's um, that's not about performance. It's not me saying, "Hey, look, you should go to a connect group because that's one of my uh, KPIs for the year." And I'm really we are wanting to report to the elders that we got our 75 percent. Well, you know, you can look at that way because you've been conditioned to expect to find a burden of performance. But if you remove that and you just understand that 
I know the best thing for my kids is to hang out with family. Mm. I know the best mm. thing for my church family to be with one another mm. over a cup of tea, over a watching a video uh, or a teaching or, or just worshipping together. Yeah. Um, it's good for us yeah. and God's at the centre of it. You have been listening to Coffee with Phil where we have unfiltered, unscripted and sometimes challenging and provocative conversations. Until next time, I'm Eugene. Thanks for joining us.